0: the bell and that means soccer is in session what is up everybody my name is Madison Cruz and I am so excited to be back and doing this podcast again I really enjoyed doing all the college stuff last year and I'm really excited to kick this back up for the high school season coming up now to start the first soccer is in session Of the high school season what I wanted to do is sit down with all of the head coaches that had won state championships last season and I wanted to talk to them a bit about their expectations for the upcoming season and what we can expect from their team going forward so speaking of which for the girls Roswell High School won the state championship last year it was their first time ever in their history of winning one and it was done by head coach Mary Deezing and get this It was her first season as the Roswell girls' head coach. That's crazy. I mean, it just shows how great that program is and how well they have developed it since she's been there. But speaking of which, I had the chance to do a one-on-one with her to talk a bit about the upcoming season, what we can expect from Roswell this season, and the growth of women's sports in general. We talked about all of this stuff. I've really loved talking with her. It was so fun. Now, before we get into the interview, here's a quick word from our sponsor at Kaiser Permanente. Soccer is in Session is presented by Kaiser Permanente. Live well and thrive. Let Kaiser Permanente take care of the rest. But without further ado, here is my interview with Roswell High School's head coach for girls soccer, Mary Deezer. My first question for you is when did you know that you wanted to be a coach? And if it was, was it always going to be high school or did you want to coach college pro? Like where, where were you thinking when you first decided to coach?
1: Um, yeah, actually, so I played college soccer down at Georgia college in Milledgeville. Um, I've played all my life, you know, my brothers played, my dad played. So I went down there to play, not knowing if I was going to play all four years and I fell in love with it. Um, but after that, I stuck around and was a grad assistant for the athletic department. Um, I One of my mentors still to this day, Jimmy Wilson, is an associate athletic director down there. He, um, I kind of was a grad assistant for him for a year, and in that time, there was a transition in the um, girl soccer coach, and when the new coach came in, Hope Clark, she needed an assistant, and so she brought me over as a grad assistant for the soccer team, and that's kind of where it all started, and um, I, from there, I just kind of fell in love with coaching. I stayed down there for, after I graduated grad school, I stayed down there for a year as her full-time assistant. And then I realized, I mean, I loved the college world, but I think I wanted to do, I had an education degree and I really wanted to teach. So that's kind of when I made that transition into high school. I taught, um, down at Millageville for two years. And then from there, I moved back up to the Gwinnett Fulton area and started coaching up here at high school. What do you love most about teaching? Uh, The relationships that you get to make with kids. And I think um, before I came to high school, I taught elementary school and then I would leave the elementary school and go to high school to coach. And I loved that. I loved my elementary school days. But really being in the school that you coach at is such a different experience. And I think being in PE, where it's just a little bit more of a relaxed setting, uh, gives you a chance to really get to know these kids in a little bit more of a laid back setting. Um, But then you get to know just you get to know more kids than just your athletes. You know, you get to learn um, and meet other athletes. You get to meet the kids that aren't necessarily the most athletic, but are just there to have some fun. So the relationships are definitely the best part about teaching.
0: Absolutely. Now, kind of moving on ahead into kind of the coaching standpoint, what would you say is your coaching philosophy when it comes to developing players
1: both on and off the field? Um, I would definitely say is having high expectations for them. It doesn't matter the level that I've coached. I've coached middle school, high school, whatever the case may be, but having those high expectations, but also making sure that these kids know that they're attainable, you know, um, holding kids accountable. I am a big believer on Holding them accountable and making sure that they know that they're going to have to follow through on things, but in a way that they're learning these life lessons. I always say that whether you want to play college soccer or if you want to, you're going to be done after high school, I want you to go and leave me a better person. So you're going to be on time to things. You know, you're going to give your best efforts. You're going to learn these life lessons that I think so many sports do help these kids gain. You know, I'll say to this day, like playing college soccer made me a better um college athlete i mean a college student because i had to have my grades i had to be on time i had to i was held accountable so i think i want to make my girls better people in the long run for the future whether it's for soccer or just the real world you know
0: and i feel like you see that a lot i mean even just like you know parents putting their kids into sports and even when i did sports as well growing up it really kind of helped give me a sense of community and like belonging and i think that's something that's so pivotal, especially today.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think with girls, especially um, having that kind of like sisterhood, you know, uh, coming from a girl who only had brothers growing up, like your teammates become your sisters. And those are the ones who are going to be stand by your side all your life, you know, and creating that family atmosphere on the teams, I think has been a huge reason that we've been so successful for so long is at different schools is creating that environment of trust, but also work rate.
0: Absolutely. And you talk about holding um, your kids accountable and making sure that like they know the expectation coming in. How do you involve your players in a lot of the decision making for these games? Like whether it be having them be captains or leading practice, like how do
1: you kind of balance that with your girls? Um, You know, I think every year is different. Um, I think that's why I enjoy high school so much because every year is going to be different. You're going to have new freshmen coming in. You're going to have seniors graduating. It's such a fluid atmosphere. But having expectations set from the very beginning is a key aspect in that, you know, making sure that they know what the expectations are and not changing them, you know, like don't change them from year in and year out. Like they know the expectations coming in and they know what's going to be expected of them. I think. And then they relay it to those that are coming in. So the incoming freshmen already know like, Hey, she's big on fitness, make sure you're fit. But then from there, we are big and it's my coaching staff and I um, that we look, we're not ones to just like let a team vote for captains and stuff. We really wait and we look and we see which girls are going to step up and which girls are going to really be the true leaders of the team, whether it be the vocal leader, whether it be the lead by example leader, because you're going to have different types of leaders. And I think once that happens, then those captains are named. And then I like to rely on my captains a lot. Like I will be the one to address the team, but I also give some stuff to the captains and be like, hey, y'all need to figure this out as a team before I get involved, because it needs to come from them. And it kind of gives the team a sense of, you know, ownership in the decisions that are being made if they're the ones that can help make the decisions.
0: And I feel like that translates a lot, too, to college. So I guess with that being said, how do you help your players develop whether they want to go the college route and they want to start playing collegiately or if they just want to do this in high school and get them to where they need to be for college?
1: absolutely you know like when we and I, I say we I have an amazing assistant coach Jason Christie who's been with me for probably eight I think we've been together eight years now we were at Johns Creek together we've been at Roswell together and we've had a couple other assistants with us but he and I really um see very much eye to eye in this aspect that like we of course want girls to play at the collegiate level we both played at the collegiate level we see the benefit of it but it also gives those kids something to strive for Um, so when they come in, we definitely kind of find out who wants to play the collegiate level. And then at the same time, at the beginning of the year, especially some don't know it, you know, if the last year we asked the girls at the beginning of the year, and there were maybe two hands that raised, but then as the season went on and as the success happened and even our senior class, like we had more go and sign and play in college soccer that at the beginning of the year, none of them were even thinking about that, you know, um, And now coming back with returners who didn't want to play and now are like, no, I I want to play college. And, you know, club soccer is huge in getting recruited. I 100% know that, believe that. I am a product of it. I was recruited through club. Um, So that's a huge benefit of them playing club to get to the college level. But I also firmly believe that the high school environment prepares them for college because, they're all different ages you're playing with a span of girls for four years of age difference you have to be academically eligible you travel together you eat meals together you know and, and it's that same thing that kind of reflects into the college world so I, I do think high school soccer prepares them for the environment of the college soccer atmosphere so that that we encourage girls to just work great and the expectations are going to be that much higher but also, If you're not going to play in college, that's fine. That doesn't hurt our feelings by any means, but like want to be, we kind of have that in like to try to instill in them that like want to be successful, whether you're going to go on to the next level or not, like you're out here, make the most of it, like do what you can do to be the most successful that you can be until your time is over.
0: I love that. And I mean, you mentioned to the club aspect of it all, especially here in Georgia, the growth of soccer from the club level even into the high school and the collegiate level has been huge. So, I mean, talk to me about that growth and kind of where you came from, from being an athlete to now coaching in that sport in high school. What has that development been like from your eyes?
1: Yeah, I mean, the club world has blown up since when I played club. There was just a few small clubs, you know. Um, It's crazy to see all the different clubs now. And, you know, club soccer is where you're probably going to get most of your looks and most of your offers and things like that. And I know that, I mean, that was me. That's how I got recruited. Um, I do like that more and more coaches are seeing the value in the high school realm. Um, because there are those teams that are extremely successful and that there are the high school teams that are developing their girls, just like any club team would, you know, um, I love, of course, I love seeing female sports just on the rise. Like I love when I see little girls out there wanting to play, we host a, a fundraiser called our little snowball camp and it's second through eighth grade girls that come out and they train with the coaching staff and the girls JV and varsity team. And I love, those are my favorite kinds of things because you really see kind of the future of female sports and it's, it's been awesome to see the progression of it. And the more girls that I coach that go on to play in college is honestly probably the best part about it. Cause it's, they truly fall, continue that fall in love with, they fall back in love with, or they just continue that love of the game of soccer, which is such a big part of my life.
0: I completely agree with you. I mean, the growth of women's sports in general, Overall, and I mean, talking just about soccer, too, it's grown tremendously. And as someone who follow, who's follow who been following soccer since they were like 11, 12 when I played it, and then even now, I love getting to watch um, women's soccer really develop and grow, especially here in the U.S. and even in Georgia, too. It's It's been a lot of fun. I'm very excited to see where it goes from here. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's awesome.
0: And now I want to talk a little bit about your success. Um, Let's talk about the state championship last season. It was the first state title for girls soccer in Roswell. What does it feel like to have that legacy at Roswell now?
1: Um, It made me so happy for the girls. Um, I do not take credit by any means for that. Um, I have an amazing coaching staff that surrounds me. But those girls had the grit, they had the passion, they had the drive, and, you know, they had that mentality that no one else thinks we can, so we're going to, you know, they, when my coaching staff and I took over last year, we kind of changed some things, and we had to instill different um, work ethic and things like that into these girls. We definitely changed the style of play that they were used to, um, the pace of the play, you know, just the technical pieces of things but as the season went on they really started to buy into the coaching staff which is I mean that's it right there like if the girls buy in then that's the game changer um so they bought into what we were asking of them um and you know it was a bumpy road like I mean I still to this day we were the four seat you know we came out of region play, barely making it into playoffs as the four seed. We were on the road for five games, which is not easy to do. Um, But those are the times where the girls grew, I think. they, and, And that's what we try to tell them. We're like, once you hit playoffs, it doesn't matter. Your record doesn't matter. You know, the wins and losses, they don't matter anymore because once you're in playoffs, everyone is zero and zero. You know, it's win or go home. And we kept telling these girls, like, Get to the next level. Get to the next game. Get to the next, you know, get to the next step that you want to take. And once they started seeing their success, and they started that confidence, just continued to build all of the playoffs, you know. And I still say like, it was such a fun run to watch these girls grow in confidence, grow in their talent, but really shocked the shocked the state because that's what they did. You know, they were a four seed. We literally played every game on the road so they were complete road warriors they bought into what the coaching staff was asking of them but they themselves were the ones that literally had so much grit and so much drive to prove people wrong and I think that was a big thing for them is proving someone wrong because you know you you go into a state championship game and at this point I was like hey y'all I said girls you're here this is amazing. I am so extremely proud. But I said, might as well finish it. I said, you'd rather go home a winner. And it's funny because after the game, one of my seniors, I'll never forget, she goes, You were right. It feels so good to win. And I think that's what, you know, you go into a state championship game against a national number one nationally ranked team and nobody thinks you're gonna do it except for you. You know, and these girls thought they could and they really had that confidence in themselves. And that's why they won that game they believe in themselves.
0: I love that. That that's amazing. I, I always root. If I don't have a dog in the fight, I always root for the underdog. That's just, that's where I always go. And I mean, just even just like hearing the stuff I was like finding online about you guys. I mean, it, it it's so cool to have that fourth seed come in and just completely dominate and like come through and win a state championship. And forgive me if I'm wrong. That was your first year as a head coach here at Roswell, yeah. which that just shows the tremendous amount of respect that you and your coaching staff have done with this program to get them to that level.
1: Yep. I I would not be anything without my coaching staff. You know, that last year, it's Jason, Christy, and I, and then we also had an assistant, Paul Dahlhauser with us, but um, I would not be there without, we had everyone helping us out. You know, I have an amazing athletic director support at Roswell High School. Ben Suter has He was amazing last year helping. He was there at every one of our games supporting us. Um, The admin support was great. Um, Even our boys' coaches would come out, and he helped train our goalkeepers, and they were there supporting us. So, And you feel the support of, like, the school, which I think is huge coming to Roswell, which was such an amazing – atmosphere you know team support teams the spring sports really pulled together we had such an amazing spring season here at Roswell you know like we won our boys lacrosse team one state our girls lacrosse team was state runner-up um, you know girls tennis was super successful we had some great placements in track and it it's just when you all support each other and when you see these kids support one another it makes it that much cooler.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, let's talk about your first game of the season coming up this Thursday against West Forsyth High School. What has been the preparation leading into that game?
1: Um, yeah. You know, we look at the scrimmages as it is. It's a scrimmage. You know, of course, we want to win. We, especially the coaching staff, like we are competitive nature coaching staff. We love to win. But this is a good depiction of where we are. You know, we look, West Forsyth is going to be a good team. They've always had good teams. They're talented. They have many state titles. Um, They're going to be a good team, but this scrimmage for us is to see where we are. You know, it's a chance for us to work out some kinks, um, see another opponent really get on the field, put out some formations, put out some different personnel and see where we're at at the stage of the season so that we can grow from here towards the first game and the first official game and moving on from there. Once we start to get ready for region play.
0: Awesome. And my last question for you, and then I'll let you go. What are your expectations for the upcoming season?
1: You know, it's always a, a question like that is all, you know, it's always going to be that. What do I say to that answer? My expectations are to get the best out of this group of girls that I can my expectations are to do our best as a program and as a coaching staff to prepare our girls because in the end I could want it all day my coaching staff could want it all day but we're not the ones playing so it is our job to prepare these girls to go out there to play every day as hard as they can and give everything they have would we love to win a state championship again of course that would be amazing but I want them to be as successful as they possibly could be. And that to me is the most important thing to put actual goals out there. Of course, you want to win region, you want to win state, you want to, you know, we could go into the as detailed as you want to be. But if we do our job as a coaching staff, then I want to prepare these girls to give everything that they have day in and day out. And I think then the rest will take care of itself.
0: Absolutely. Well, I want to say again, thank you so much for taking the time to come out and talk to me. I really appreciate it. I'm excited for your season. Um, I believe that we'll be out there a couple times to call some games. I'm pretty sure. Um, awesome. I'll have to double check some scheduling. Awesome. So we'll yeah. be out there, but I'm really <laughs> excited to see what you guys do this season.
1: No, for sure. We're excited about the season. We're ready to get going and hit the ground running.
0: I just want to, again, give a big thank you to Mary Deezing for taking the time to talk to me. I really enjoyed our conversation. It was a lot of fun getting to know a bit more about her and a bit more about her coaching style and a bit more of what we can expect from Roswell this season. Now, that's all I have for you guys for this installment of Soccer is in Session. But just as a bit of a reminder, we are starting with the high school season. We will be broadcasting a couple games here throughout the whole high school season which we will be kicking off next week when we go to Peach Street Ridge at Parkview, February 6th for our Tuesday night throwdown. And then we will also have a game next week on Friday, which is our game of the week, which will in fact be Roswell at River Ridge, and that will be February 9th. So if you guys want to make sure, that'll be here on the SDH Network. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited to see what this program can do this season. And before I close it out here, another word from our sponsor at Kaiser Permanente. Soccer is in Session is presented by Kaiser Permanente. Live well and thrive. Let Kaiser Permanente take care of the rest. Now again, thank you so much for checking us out and make sure you guys come back next week for a new episode. Now be sure you subscribe to Soccer Down Here wherever you get your podcast. You can catch it there. You can also listen for free on the Soccer Down Here app and you can download that in your app store. You can also check it out on Soccer Down Here. But thank you so much for checking us out, and I will see you guys next week. With the Lucky Land slots you can get lucky
1: just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.